We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it is 810 here. I'm Brian and Company on WTIC News Talk 1080. Sandy Terenzi in studio. Sandy Terenzi and the Livian team at Keller Williams Legacy Partners. We still got to work on, we got to shorten it or get an acronym. Do you have an acronym <laughs> no, for it all? Not, not yet, but I'll work on one for you. <laughs> so I I mean, even despite the fact that we talk about you a lot on, on the show, we t- real estate has always fascinated. I wish I, I wish I had more. I wish I bought younger. There's all these sort of life regrets. I paid rent until I was way too old and it was mm-hmm. stupid. I thought it was, I, somebody should have just told me how little money I needed to at least start. So, but the current conditions, I, I, I hate to say, but I mean, is it unprecedented or in your career or is this something you've seen before? Before we get into what today looks like, yeah. is it, is, have you seen anything like what we have today before? So this is my third market shift it, because I've been in the real estate business for over 35 years. And I would absolutely say this is a little different than what I'm used to. And in the respect that the total lack of, of inventory. Right, because usually when rates go up, prices are pretty much, they invert they and they go down, but now they really haven't because there's nothing on the market. Is that the best summary of what's happening? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so if you're a first-time home buyer, you can't do, you can't do it. Unless, unless you have cash, you can't you almost can't do it. So there's a lot of um, right now. We're we're encouraging all of our our first time home buyers to be out here in the first quarter. The first quarter is going to be the most important for them. Why? Because come spring, they're going to have a lot more competition. A lot more buyers are going to come out into the marketplace. But inventory is supposed to go up too, though. No. Yeah, inventory will will go up, but generally our spring market starts, you know, February, March, more like it depends that er- on the weather. That early. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And so you say <laughs> they need to get out in front of it, and First of all, if anyone has any questions for Sandy, we don't usually take calls on the show, but I'm happy to take them in, in this instance because I just think that it's personal. You know, like real estate's a real personal thing. 860-522-9842. Again, 860-522-9842. So you have this dynamic in, where you have high rates. And I know you'll say, because you'll tell we talked about this off here, you say historically it's right where it is historically – but in recent history, it hasn't been anywhere close. So if, if you're 35, you've never been a home buyer with rates like this. Correct. You have to be basically like a 50 plus like me. Yeah. Um, so you have a high interest rate environment, low inventory, but prices have not come down. So what's going to break the logjam? What's going to get people to put stuff on the market? What's going to get pr- – because the interest rates are going to stay this way for a while. For a long time. Yeah. So if say that's the 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 one steady part of the whole variable picture, what's going the only way to get prices down then is to get more stuff on the market. Now, if stuff just stays on the market, inventory'll go up cuz more stuff stays on the market, but that's not enough to to break the price logjam, right? So there's there's a lot of lot of things to in that in that question that you're asking. One is that you know what a lot of uh, people don't understand is rents have gone up 20% 
since 2020. It went up 10% just last year. So, you know, we're encouraging buyers, if you're paying, you know, $1,800 a month or $2,400 a month, you can absolutely, you have good credit, you can absolutely buy a house. That's number one. Number two, um, with the lack of inventory out there, this is going to be one of the, we're gearing that the baby boomers are going to be ready to sell this year. There's going to be people that are going to be retiring, downsizing, their kids are off to college, they're going to take advantage of one of the highest priced markets we have ever been in for Connecticut. And you're con- like, you know, I mean, no one knows that, but that's what all the market research tells you. Absolutely. Because yeah. that could break it, right? If, if Because you assume, because my brother, he didn't retire, but you know, he was able to sell his house that he raised his kids in, mm-hmm. downsize mm-hmm. and pay with cash. Absolutely. So We're if you did that, cash. then basically you're putting stuff on the market mm-hmm. And they can turn it around and buy something without having to finance it. So there, if you if those boomers have money, they can do that. And that's probably one of the few ways you could break the logjam. And do you think it'll happen on Moss in a way that that could affect price? So, I really believe that right now prices are going to be the same for the next year or so. We're not going to see any dec- any decline. Not even like a five percent. Like it's going to stay firm. I think we're going to stay firm here in Connecticut because oh, we wow. did not see any. Um, appreciation for like 15 years, ever since like 2005, seven, whatever, 2005, 2007. We didn't see any appreciation. All we saw was depreciation up until 2020, where we saw significant appreciation. Where other parts of the country rebounded during that 15-year time right. period, Connecticut did not. And what was amazing- So we're closer to like a pr- the way the pricing, the way it should be. Correct. Because we missed out on that appreciation opportunity, you know, years ago. What happened was is a lot of builders did not build on spec anymore for those 15 years. They were afraid to pour money into that because the market was constantly depreciation, you know, depreciate, depreciating. Right. And, I mean, there were some builders, don't get me wrong, um, that were still continuing to build. But the typical builder was not going to go build on spec. We're talking with Sandy Terenzi. Uh, of course, uh, you hear her on our, our radio uh, a fair amount, but this is an opportunity to talk to her in real time. So if you have a question, and ask anything you want related. If you have a hypothetical or uh, a son or a daughter or grandson, granddaughter in a situation you want to ask about, uh, just give us a call at 860-522-9842, 860-522-9842. The, the rent situation is fascinating to me because – I gave you my personal anecdote, but is there is there a point where like is is there a line where it, it, it not just you can say you can afford something? That's what you talk about as affordability. But is there a point where people are like, this is too expensive, and and the rent market starts to freeze up, or is that market so shows no sign of weakening? There's no sign of weakening right now. We get we, every rental that we get, it goes instantly. There's, Why do people prefer to rent right now? Because of the interest rates and all that? I think they're preferring to rent, A, because um, they feel that they're they're not qualified to buy. But if they've got great credit, there's many government programs. There's a lot of first-time homebuyer programs that are out there to assist them in buying and literally with little or no money down. Really? And I think a lot of the first-time homebuyers don't realize that. There's still money out there. So those are can they where can they find can they find information through your site or they have to go to the state? Sure. No, there's there's plenty of places. Actually, you know, they can call us at our office and we can definitely refer them. We use um, Joe Marinelli, uh, one of our lenders. He's a great lender. He's with uh, Fairway Mortgage. He does a great job with our first time home buyers. You know, we're going to take a quick break and um, 
and just pay the bills here with weather and traffic. And then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about that first-time homebuyer stuff and some other things. And again, if you want to call, it's 860-522-9842, 860-522-9842. We're here with Sandy Terenzi, of course, from Sandy Terenzi and the Livian team at Keller Williams Legacy Partners. I always, I'm doing that, you know, blind now, which is good. <laughs> you know, when it comes to, we were talking off mic, you think it's, and if you want to call, it's 860-522-9842. You think this year is the year to sell. And and the thing about real estate, it's not just like, I want to buy a house, I find an agent. You sell houses and buy houses, right? Absolutely, so you need yeah. both sides of the ledger. Why do you think, besides like, talking your own book type thing, that 2023 is a good year to sell? I think that basically with the lack of inventory, what we have, um, our team has designed like a program for our sellers, which is we give them three options. So um, when they, when we meet with them, you can do this, you can do this, and you can do that. And really what we want to do is maximize their price. If sellers list really on the high point, high, high end, they're not going to be in multiple offers. They're not going to drive that price up. They may even have to reduce the price. So we kind of give them the option to pick of which program, which, which list price they want to go with. And really what we want to do is drive that price up for them and put them in a multiple offer situation. And what's great about that is nine times out of 10, they're going to get an offer that's cash. They'll get, um, or they'll waive inspections or they'll, they'll certify the appraisal. Meaning if there's an appraisal gap, they're going to cover that. So there's a lot of options. The sellers are really in the driver's seat right now, and we don't know what next year is going to hold, but I really believe that it's going to be very similar to 2022, maybe a little bit more appreciation. So like in December, if you had, because you, there are so many, so few houses on the market, but if you had a, a, a good house on the market, there's still that kind of competition for the homes? There is absolutely competition for every property we put on the market I would say we're at least five to 10 to 12 multiple options. So with that dynamic, you really want more houses to sell. I always assume that there are so many to sell, but like it's hard in this market to find people who are selling. The demand is is, is so much greater than the amount of inventory. Still. Okay. Absolutely. So my next question is, you know, we talked in the pandemic about all those people from New Jersey and New York coming to our fine state and dr- driving up the real estate and taking our nice homes. No, anyway, yeah. I mean, is it is it intra, is it in the state, or are people still coming from outside? The am- amazing thing is, is there's still a lot of New York buyers coming. Really? And the good thing about that is they're coming with cash and they're waiving their inspections. They're selling their houses in the city. They're still, getting, still, it is still happening. Huh. And I really, we saw like a lull, you know, the you know probably the first six months of last year. But the last six months of this year, uh, you know, this past year, uh, definitely coming in with their cash, making it contingent upon them closing on their New York house and paying cash here in Connecticut. And and that's makes it I mean, cash makes it tougher for people who don't have cash. Actually, my opinion is and you tell me if I'm wrong, is that. Obviously, when you have cash, it's always powerful in a real estate transaction, but it might be more powerful than ever because of the interest rates. And if somebody has cash, can they even negotiate the price down? No. 
Okay. Because a seller is going to take in this market, you know, what we would recommend to a seller is, yes, it's a cash offer. And people that have cash will say, well, I can get a better deal. But I think they're so educated right now to, to understand that in this marketplace, there's not going to be a lot of deals in the state of Connecticut. So um, we've had sellers elect to go with uh, financing because they felt that it was a more of a secure thing. And huh. it's always based on terms and conditions. So you may have a cash offer that says, well, I'm going to pay you cash, but I'm, I'm going to do inspections. Or you may have a mortgage, and they're going to say, I'm not going to do inspections. Interesting. We're talking with Sandy Terenzi. By the way, if you want to talk to us here, uh, you can call us at 860-522-9842. 860-522-9842. If you want to go, I won't, won't cloud you with numbers, but if you go to ctguaranteedsold.com, uh, Sandy's whole process and team is all there for you. Again, it's ctguaranteedsold.com. And this is not a paid uh, appearance. I mean, I, I, I think you know we should get in the habit. I mean, our audience isn't used to taking calls, but if I tease it a couple of days ahead a bit, we can get a lot more questions in. You know, the thing about inventory, you say it's low, but can you put it in a context? Like, how low is it relative to a yeah. year ago, 10 years ago, whatever? So five years ago, it's down 68%. In 2017, we had 17,000 houses on the market. In December of 2017, in December of 2022, we had 5,500. So less than 6,000 houses on the market across the entire state of Connecticut. State of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And in just... And in one year, it's down like 19%. Pendings are down 18%. And what's the best... Is it just because people don't want to sell in this environment or people are... There's two things. One is is that the sellers probably all did their refis and got a great rate. Right. So they're looking at 3% and then they're looking at 7 on the other side. Unless they can buy it in cash. Right. So, or they might have taken the cash out of their refi. Hard to, hard to say. Um, but number two, the sellers um, are afraid to put their houses on the market because they're afraid maybe I won't find the house of my dreams. So we also have a plan for our sellers. And it's called a recast loan. So that's something that I would love to talk, you know, get Joe, you know, maybe talk about that too. But um, so there's so many different programs we can do to get our sellers prepped and ready to go buy another house and not have to worry about selling their current home. We want them to find something first um, so that they don't put their house on the market and say, okay, now I got to go find something. And they have that stress of not. Do you do that with them concurrently? Like you can have them look for houses as they're selling? Yeah, we can we, we whatever we can whatever they want to do, we can structure it for them. We're talking with Sandy Terenzi, of course, uh, Sandy Terenzi and the Livian team at Keller Williams Legacy Partners. So, but we talked off Mike. Business was stronger in December than a year ago. December or stronger in December from November. Two thousand twenty one was was a, a very strong December. So across the country. Um, there was fewer sales in December than ever. It was the lowest December of this past December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nationwide, not just Connecticut. But yet, you know, it, but was December, I guess, I I think we talked off Mike, that December wasn't a bad month for you though. Like, is that relative to, to November and October then? Uh, October and November were great months. So really the, the, the spring and the fall is always our strongest, um, real estate market. Um, the summer is usually the slowest, except through the pandemic, which it was record-breaking numbers for right, us. Right, of course. Um, but definitely, um, the spring and the, the spring and the fall is always the strongest market. I'm starting to see price cuts 
and not necessarily in Connecticut. I look everywhere. Yes. You, you know, so there are some places where, and it seems like the bigger price cuts are in the higher priced homes. Mm-hmm. But I've always been so scared because I had a we had a cabin on Mount Tom Pond that we bought in two thousand in in Morris, Connecticut. Yeah, I know where that is. And and we bought it at the high high end in 08 before the in 07, 08 before the crash and and we sold it in the low point in you know 13 14 and we lost a lot of money yeah and um and then of course the price doubled in the pandemic when it sold again which it's dro- gut-wrenching drove me crazy <laughs> but one problem is that the the house stayed on the market for a long time and mm-hmm. It was really stressful and emotional, and I'm just wondering how do you deal with that? Because like the perception is from where I sit, if now it's like if it sits out there for more than two weeks, you're like, a people probably start to play hardball and they say, "What's wrong with it?" Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with both the pricing and with the sellers? Because that's so stressful. So basically, the average days on market right now is around 22 days on the market. And that's historically really quick, right? Correct. Because yeah. normally it's about 60 days. Wow. So three weeks into it, if we don't get an offer, we're stressed out. We're like, what did we do? You know, why isn't this going? What happened? Because every listing that we take, we either have a stager go out. We do profession, always professional photos. We always make sure that it's marketed beautifully and correctly. Um, to but do people the- start hardballing after three weeks? Or they just start they stop looking at it? Like, what happens? So after three weeks, it's really hard to say, but that's really the norm. But yes, we, we will do, we'll have conversations with our seller that the lack of showings is really a telltale sign if we're overpriced for the market. Hmm. So if you're getting like three to five showings within a week, you're well-priced. If you're getting three to five showings in a day, you know you're going to get multiple offers. Right. Um, we have strategies to encourage our sellers to get multiple offers on our team. So... Um, you know, and then that way we're we're setting the precedence that this is a hot hot property, a hot commodity. So, so you basically, and you'll have those difficult sometimes conversations with the seller. Yes. Be, you're like, if you want action, this is what your price is, and then they'll come back and they say, but we want it here. Yes. And then will you say you ever walk away from a seller because of they want a price too high? Yes, absolutely. I had a guy say to me, "I want a hundred thousand more than what you just told me," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, I, I'm go I'm, find somebody else." I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna do you justice, and yeah. I, I'm, you're gonna think I'm a bad real estate agent if I take this listing and it doesn't sell. Right, because it reflects poorly on everybody. Right, yeah. if you price it out there, a it's too high and gets no action, then everyone's you know, disappointed. I, I think, by the way, if you want to check out Sandy and the crew, go to ctguaranteedsold.com, ctguaranteedsold.com. I really like to talk, you know, obviously as we head into the end of February when things heat up or if you notice any trends, just email me or send me a message. Absolutely. And then we'll make sure you we cite you on that because I, what I want to, I'm most fascinated by here in Connecticut is will we see more houses on the, on the market? Yeah. And do you think that that'll happen this spring? I definitely think people always think that the spring is the best time to put their houses on the right, market. Of course. That is their mindset. But truly, in my opinion, do it now because you're going to get a captive audience. Because people are out there wanting Those buyers that are out there are serious buyers. They're not looky-loos. They're not trying to get a deal. Flippers or whatever. Exactly. Sandy, it's great to see you. Happy New Year. I Thank love the you. sweater. Is it a sweater jacket? It's like a sweater jacket. It's cool. I like the little frayed yeah, edges little there. It's fringe. nice. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.